Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church, Chicago. I hope and pray that in the following message, you will find hope and peace in what God has done for you in Jesus Christ. If you'd like to support his amazing mission going on right now in Chicago through St. James, please go to our website, stjames-lutheran.org to find out more. Peace. We were buried, therefore, with Jesus by baptism, through baptism, into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Great story about Patrick, one of my favorite heroes of the faith, converting those uh, crazy Irish. Who's Irish here? You should thank Patrick for getting involved here. Going back to his captors, right? They enslaved him. He escapes, and God directs him to go back to them to share the hope and peace of Jesus with them. What uh, a fantastic uh, hero for us and, and role model of us loving our enemies. So he, he gets there, and um, he's uh, lots of legends about him. There's no snakes in Ireland because of Patrick. Did you know this? No snakes. Uh, what, I don't know. There's other things. But uh, there's one that I would say is probably probably true, because it's not that crazy. Apparently, he uh, was converting King uh, Agnes, uh, or Angus, King Agnes, A-E-N-G-U-S in the English uh, translation there. So he's converting King Angus, which is a big deal, from Judaism, etc., to faith in Jesus Christ. And so he does this, and now he's going to be baptized. And at the baptism ceremony, uh, Patrick, of course, is there, and he's got his staff which you'd have back then. Nowadays, we have two goofy nerd um, uh, walking sticks when you go hiking. You know what I'm talking about? But they would have one Gandalf sort of staff, which is a lot more manly. I encourage you to do that when you're climbing up uh, whatever tiny hills are around here. But anyhow, so he's got this staff, and uh, uh, Angus is being baptized, and apparently he uh, puts it down. It's very sharp at the bottom, and it goes into Angus's foot. Uh, and so during the whole ceremony, it's sitting right on his foot or something. I guess after he's baptized, Patrick looks down and sees blood gushing out of his, uh, out of his shoes. <laughs> and uh, he starts feeling really terrible, right, obviously, and scared for his life probably and profusely, I'm sorry. And then uh, he's forgiven and uh, Patrick says, why didn't you say anything? And uh, King Angus said, well, I thought that was part of the ceremony. Now, I say it's believable because for rites of passage, I don't think King Angus was, uh, I think that'd be normal for him. I mean, we know the Druids had all kinds of crazy rites of passage or ceremonies. They even killed people as sacrifices for their gods. And so he was probably thinking like, oh, this makes sense, a little blood, stick, stick something in my toe as allegiance to Jesus. You know, who knows what he's thinking? And not only for them, but in general, Rites of passage, strange things and ceremonies, uh, initiation uh, things that you go through, right? It happens. It happened back then. He probably wasn't surprised. And we still do it today. 
right? To get into a group of friends, you got to prove yourself, some feats of strength, if you will. If you've joined a sorority or a, or a fraternity, right, there's always some silly things you got to do, a bunch of stuff, and there's usually an expense, and there's usually a, like I said, feat of strength, and there's usually, probably, some sort of bloodshed. What kind of initiation rites have you been involved in? We have a guitar class, Mr. Gass and I teach, and I teach the advanced guitarist, and one of our young students wanted to become a part of our advanced uh, guitar group, and without even hesitating, uh, all the students immediately said, well, she needs to do some sort of initiation. Like, what? You know, they're coming up with all kinds of crazy things. I think we ended up just lighting a candle, and she had to play the guitar really well for us or something like that, but it makes sense to get into something Big especially, it's going to cost you something. you got to prove yourself. And there's usually some kind of bloodshed. And then you look at baptism. It's the opposite. It's free. It costs you nothing. If anybody here wants to get baptized, done. We'll do it free of charge. And it's just water. And not to... Not to upset you, but the water comes from the faucet back there. And no, I don't know if there's any... No, there's, there's no lead in the water. I know that. But I can't say it's the best water in the world. Although I've noticed Chicagoans are very proud of their water. Anyhow. But it's not from the Jordan. It's not brilliant. The Jordan River, by the way, is an ugly cesspool if you've ever been to, been to the Jordan. And so it's free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, baptism is easy, it's painless, it's just water unless one of us puts, uh, has hot water on too long or cold water, uh, which I try very hard, by the way, if you're bringing your babies to be baptized, we make sure that the water is perfectly lukewarm. So it, it's nothing, it doesn't, you don't feel anything, it's simple, and there's no bloodshed. It's the opposite of normal initiation rites, isn't it? Cost nothing You don't have to do anything. In fact, you can just be a baby. And it feels good even. Well, actually, it did cost something, if you think about it. Jesus paid the price. Jesus did the feats of strength, loving his neighbor, living out the law perfectly, being the good person that we so often fail to do. Jesus met all those qualifications was there bloodshed for Jesus? Yeah. Dying on the cross. So I guess that initiation right, Jesus did experience all those things, did all those things. And it's so funny because in baptism, he gives you all those things. And Paul makes that point in today's letter in Romans chapter 6, if you want to look at it. With me. Do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? See how he connects this? We didn't die, we didn't pay the price, we didn't have to do anything, Jesus did. But when you're baptized, you're baptized into his death, but you don't have to die, he did it instead. He goes on to say, we were buried therefore with him. Notice what he says here. For those that think baptism is purely symbolic or a man-made ritual, get that out of your head. 
that's absolutely unbiblical and not consistent with how the church is always taught or what Paul is saying right here. It's not me. Paul says really clearly, we were buried therefore with him by means of baptism. It's a means by which God, Jesus, does stuff. By means of baptism into his death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. He goes on, we've been united with him in a death like his. We shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Jesus had the hard right of passage As he says himself, he takes the cup that we should have taken to enter into God's kingdom. Jesus took it in baptism. You are united to it. You painlessly die and rise. And it's free. And it's gentle. And you're welcomed into the kingdom of God. And baptism unites you to this. You notice how baptism is not just symbolic. It's something going on there. It's powerful. And I think it's important to draw power from that in your daily life. Not simply saying, I was baptized, but I am baptized. You still are this person united to Jesus' destiny. Where Jesus goes, you go, is what Paul is saying. He's also talking in the sense of united, in the sense of, he keeps on saying death. And he does this in a number of his letters. He likes to say this, that in Christ you die to the law. So in a sense, the law is only for the living, right? I mean, it makes sense, even in our court system today. If you are guilty of something, you're brought up into court, and you're judged, and you're punished. But if you're dead, a law has no effect on you. You're not here to receive it, right? Or more than that, if you've already served the punishment, you're done. And so Paul's always saying that as Christians, you are dead in Jesus to the accountability of the law. It's not even for you anymore. You're not under it anymore. Christ has paid the price in baptism. You're united to him and you are dead to it. It's no longer something that judges you. This is very, very important and a crucial point for Paul. And baptism is what connects you to Jesus' death. There's nothing to say to you. You're not guilty under it anymore. You're free. Paul says this. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order. Why? Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Baptism, Christianity, Jesus' death and resurrection are things that have happened to you. But they're not simply things that give you a sort of an insurance card. Okay, when I die, it's going to be good. Great. Now what do I do today? Paul makes it really clear. As a baptized child of God, you are enabled to have newness of life today. It's for today. 
Salvation, Christianity, is not simply about tomorrow when you die, you're going to be okay. It's about life today. You are a child of God. You are forgiven. You will rise again. And that hope and that peace and that confidence should empower you to enjoy the day today. Your sins and your guilt, forgiven. Stop thinking about the past. Your fears of the future, done. You're united to Jesus who has risen from the dead. He is risen. What do you say? Hallelujah. And you're in it. You're connected to it. You're going to rise. Knowing that should put a little skip in your step. Pandemic, I'm going to be okay. Job situation, economy, it's going to be all right. Doesn't mean it is all the time. Doesn't mean you don't get down sometimes. It doesn't mean you don't feel guilty sometimes. You do. We don't need to pretend that we're okay. We don't need to pretend that we're not sinners and we don't screw up at all. But we also don't need to pretend that we are children of God. We are, and it's not just an idea a platonic ideal, it is a reality, and it's tangible with real water. And he feeds us today with real body and blood. Just like communion, it is real. It is God's presence. His connection is communing with you, not symbolically, but truly. You are a child of God. And I encourage you to claim that this week. Claim it this morning. Tomorrow morning, when the devil says you're a sinner, when the devil says there's no way you're forgiven, you can say, I'm baptized. I'm dead to your, uh, to your accusations. And you're right, I'm a sinner. But I have died. Christ has taken my place. I am forgiven. The devil can say, you're going nowhere. You're decaying. Look at the grave. Look at the future. It doesn't look so good. And we can say, that might be so, but I'm connected to the one who's risen from the dead, and I'm going to rise too. This week, remember this. Draw upon it every morning. Say to yourself, I am baptized. I am forgiven. I'm united with the living Jesus Christ And may that bless your day. And through that, may the Lord, may you walk around as Jesus Christ's, loving others, being kind, and sharing like Patrick did with even your enemies, because you're not afraid of them anymore. And tell them about this hope and this peace and this new life in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.